Wake Up World. You're now tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I'm Devon Pouncey. Um, before we get started, wakeupandwin.com. Not wake up and win, but wake up, the letter N, win.com. We got merch. We got tees up there. Uh, a lot of people have been reaching out from the Instagram posts. Usually when I post and promote the podcast, I'm wearing a shirt. And uh, a lot of people have been reaching out about it. So make sure you go there. We do have them up for sale online right now. And thank you all for the continued support of this podcast. Um, but now it's time to get started because uh, it's a new week. Last week was intense, but we got a lot of good feedback from last week as well. Um, obviously, everybody was into the Kanye West situation. Um, but I'm glad, I'm very glad that Childish Gambino shut all that shit down. Yes, he mm-hmm. did. I'm glad, I'm glad Childish Gambino shut it down. Now, now here's what I say as far as Childish is concerned. I think we all know how talented he is. Uh, musically, um, we saw what he did at Saturday Night Live, um, comedian-wise, obviously producing and directing shows such as Atlanta. Um, with this, there was a lot of messaging in this This Is America video, and artistically, it was dope. I, I'm going to let us all kind of dig into some of the messages that we may have saw in the video, but if I do have to critique it in some way, shape, or form, although I did like it and although I did enjoy it, I would have to say that there is more to America when it comes to oppression than just black man, black man, black man. I think it goes deeper into black women, obviously. Um, on this podcast, we've had Native American activists come in and speak about Native American issues and kind of how they could tie in and we can make it relatable. Um we'll talk a little bit about the R. Kelly situation with Spotify later on, but with women, black women all women in particular, and some of the oppression that they deal with. So if I did have to critique it, as far as America is concerned, there's definitely a lot of more ways to go as far as the other groups of people who deal with oppression in this country. But ultimately, artistically, it was great. Um, I think we all got a message out of it. Some people's message different than others. But I do like the video as a whole. Agreed, man. Agreed. Um, it was very, very um, artistically creative. It was so many different um, views and so many different messages behind it to the point that I spent an hour and a half last night on YouTube visiting all of these different people's posts of their analytics or analysis of, you know, what took place throughout the video. So any kind of musical content that could bring out that and that wasn't even a half like everybody got all different kind of views and looks on it but any kind of music or art that can strike that much conversation i think is a big hit so shout out to gambino now before we continue going i did forget to do something right quick obviously y'all heard d-boy there myself is here juma black is here as usual but we do have two lovely ladies in here that are that's gonna get in this and speak on these topics as well so we got to the right of me we got mosh how you doing i'm good i'm good how you guys doing out there so now y'all know mosh's voice (laughs) and then we got madison how you doing madison hi i'm good how are you all good all is well all is well so mosh i'm gonna start with you um what did you kind of see and take from the video um that might have hit home with you or that you may even disagree with? Um, well, you know, there were, like like you guys said, there were so many different, um, different symbolism within the video that it was almost overwhelming. 
a little bit. You know, yeah. when I first saw it coming out, shooting the guys, like, straight to the head, I was just like, yeah. okay, <laughs> but then agree. the beat dropped, so I was a little confused, too. Like, should I be nodding my head? Should I be, like, really watching this, you know, focused in? So um, I had to watch it a couple times, but I think um, he won over with the shock value of it, for sure. Yeah. Um, it got people's attention. It got people talking, of course. But um, I also think he went that route because that's, um, you know, you spoke about women and things like that. And yeah. that's not the biggest. That's not the biggest of the um, the problems that I think people see. So I think he focused on, like, the, pro- the police brutality right. and the men's violence. So that was the main focus of the video. Otherwise, it would have been a movie if he would have tried to cover yeah, it no, all. And, and, and I do get that, and I do understand that. And like I said, I actually enjoyed it, but if I did have to give it a critique, Mm-hmm. And I know he tried to kind of go with the oppression route. And, you know, with a lot of the dancing and things that he had in there, there was a lot of entertainment value to kind of cover up the things that were happening in the background. Right, of the see video if you're paying attention. Well. You know what I mean? So with him going the oppression route, and I, don't, I wouldn't have wanted him to say this is black America. I, I, I get what he was doing. I, I wholeheartedly understand what he was doing. I respect what it is that he was doing. But like I said, if I just had to give it a critique, mm-hmm. I think there's still a lot of power in other oppressed groups coming together with the oppressed black man or the oppressed black race. Right, you know absolutely. what I mean? To bring more power to it. But I'm not a director. I'm not as creative <laughs> as Gambino is. I don't know how he would have done that in a short video either. Right. But Plus, it would have been difficult. I think relatability is a big part of that. And Gambino is a black man at the end of the day. Yeah, so. for sure. I feel like he can, you know, that's he a did throw SZA in there though. He that did. Was dope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did. And she he made did. sure to let it be known <laughs> right, on Instagram right. that she was in there. Right, right. So, Juma, but, uh, what's your take, Juma yeah. Black? I'm still trying to take it all in. Um, is we, you guys already touched touched on it. You know, what I'm saying mainly, he has a lot of a lot of strong strong points. You know, what I'm saying strong attributes that he's trying to get across. I got to look at it a few more times because I want to digest what he's actually saying as yeah. well. And that you know me I mean? too. I think I yeah. think that's dope that the video that the video was so dope and artistically he was able to do his thing on there. But honestly, I didn't listen to the lyrics that much. He was right. watching it so right. much. It's, it so it's much. Been, I didn't and listen so to I'm the lyrics. To, I, I wanna put what he's saying to yeah. What's going on? You know what I'm saying? All the artistic, the dancing, the what everything that's you going on in the background. You might have to pull them up and read them. Right, <laughs> right. I really want to. But I, I know he was talking about, I did hear something he's talking about of uh, views and 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 likes as far as Instagram or the, the social media. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then he showed kids on their phones. Record. And then after that, uh, he was talking about get your money, black man, get your money. Yeah, and yeah. Like, to me, get your that's, money, black man. Right. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Y'all like that. That's no. what we've been. <laughs> that's what we've been. You know what I'm saying? Fed since I don't know how long. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Tupac. Everybody talks about. You know what I'm saying? Get your money, black man. Get your money. Right. And it's just like, what? What was he trying to say outside of that? Is he telling us by all means, by any means? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's, it's a I lot think, going on. I think the important thing here is that he's using his platform to bring about this conversation that we're having right now. Like, he's really utilizing his position to make people stimulate that conversation and kind of dive deeper in. Like, you, like you, Mosh said earlier, I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, it's all good, that yeah. 
you had to rewatch it multiple times. Yeah, yeah. and, and so, I'm still you know, gonna have to watch it yeah. a few yeah, more times. And, like you said, you know, you're gonna have to sit there and put the lyrics to the words. But the fact that you're taking the time to do that and really dive into the deeper issue mm-hmm. yep. is really what's important. And I think I'm on number six. For. I'm on my sixth view already. Yeah. And like you said, I got at least another four. So right. we talking about ten potentially. I will say this though. <laughs> I will say this that you do for have real. to rewatch it a lot because when I first watched it. I didn't, it was kind of like as soon as it was released and whatnot. So when I initially watched it, I saw the title was This Is America, but I was kind of doing something else. And when I was watching it, I'm just seeing him in a warehouse, and I didn't really put look it all too together. Deep into it. When it really hit me was when he shot the choir up, and then I'm like, maybe I need to watch this again. But <laughs> yeah. at first, I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you, watching his moves and right. all that no, kind of right. stuff. Right. And, that's, like, and that, was part, of, that was part of it, though. Yeah, that was yeah. The, I'm like, this <laughs> child is comfortable. You've seen the memes out there. So he was getting like, out. Yeah, he was doing his thing when I finally paid attention to it. But the first time, I wasn't as into it because I just wasn't there yet. Right. And so, you know, seeing him doing all that, I'm like, childish is being childish here. I don't really know what he has going on and what it is that he's trying to say, but I'm going to check it out again because it's childish. And then my timeline just was flooded. It right. was just flooded. Can I speak More on childish. it real quick just based off of some of the things I seen last night yeah. broken down? Because I spent a lot of time, like, reviewing Reading. this last yeah. night, I right. swear. And um, it was a scene in the video where it was somebody in all black on a white horse. That I read that one. That, in the back, that in the went background. in the background, and it was followed by a police car. And so that was something that they referenced as biblical, with you know, they there said, like, scripture. death is going to be mm-hmm. on a white horse and, you know, all of this kind of stuff. So that was uh, one thing that I didn't catch on view one, two, or three, When I to just be watched it just now, I didn't even see it. I was, like, literally looking, looking for, for the horse, and yeah. it happened so, so fast. Like I said, doing this research on YouTube, obviously they freeze-framed and paused these parts where I couldn't help but to see it. Mm-hmm. But that was one thing. Um, what I noticed on first view that obviously was brought to light even more so when I did my research was how... Um, how they treated the gun as opposed to the person. That was another yeah. thing we seen the a lot of. Yeah, they, was out they there dragged the course, but, but each gun was in a red towel, neatly, you know, gently. And uh, someone was, like, carrying it like it was a baby, like they didn't mm-hmm. want to it. Right, right. Nobody missed the church shooting, obviously, which right. I think is the... Yeah, that, you know, that was the one. Yeah, everybody's going to make that you know, reference. I think until that, you were a little confused on where this was going, and then that kind of brought you to, okay, I see what this is about. You get what I'm saying? Right. I, on first view, I didn't like the dancing. I thought it was over I thought feminine. He was, I thought real. he was making fun of the other the, right. uh, people, performers and rappers and, and entertainers out so there as well. I still think that. With I feel the like dancing. all of this dancing, and mm-hmm. I think that's that's what, Right, what that's what was, the kids are right. into, so he has the little kids doing and it. That's, and, that's, and that's an interesting point because I've been watching, I've listened to a podcast earlier, and then... I also saw an artist that's from our neighborhood, Doobie. And I was listening to Button's podcast, and he was was talking kind of about feminism and how that's now a talent. It is. And then I also watched an interview that Doobie is. Obviously, Doobie is, you know, in the Bay Area, but I was watching an interview that he did, and he just got out of prison. He did, like, seven or eight years in prison, and he just got out, and he was saying the same things. Like, there are certain things that's happening now that's considered talent that... I couldn't I couldn't try to immerse myself into 
getting out of prison because it wasn't like that before I went down and I wasn't raised that way either. And so to to hear kind of the older perspectives of rappers who Button claims he's retired. Doobie's been in the rap game since the 90s. Then he goes down and does eight years in prison. So he's coming out and he's kind of shocked at everything that's going mm-hmm. on right now. And so what happened to all the baggy clothes? Get a lot of credit for like we know he's multi-talented, right? right. With the acting and the right. music and all that. And they say, and now we figured out that he's a terrific dancer as well. So that was looked at. No, as I was impressed of, with his dance move. He did a little Michael no, Jackson and everything. But, but out of all of the different articulations that we've seen, nothing was referenced about how we took it with the kids and the dancing. It right. was all focused on the Jim Crow pose. And that's the last thing I'm going to touch yeah. on it because it could go endlessly. But right. yeah. they said when he first shot the dude and had that little yeah. feminine yeah. pose, that was that Jim Crow. That we saw Crow. on the meme? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it was, and it was dead yeah. on, yeah. though. Yeah. So like, I didn't even Jim notice Crow that until that came out. screen of it, I'm like, damn, it was right. a centimeter off being it was exactly dead on. on point. So... Right. You know, it, it, it's endless, but like like she said, for us to be having this conversation and he us all job. agreeing that we have to or had to watch it multiple times, it's a reason why he broke his YouTube My, my question is this, though. Does it take away, obviously because it's Gambino, we're paying attention to it um, because of just who he is. And as you mentioned, Madison, the platform that he has, right. and you can, you can answer this, but does it take away from some of the messages that it was Childish Gambino doing all of the kind of acting as far as the shootings are concerned, being African-American as he is. Obviously, it's his song and it's his video, but could it have even gotten more, not discreet, but more blunt as far as what the true reality of it is when it comes to these school shootings and these church shootings and a lot of people having to say that white, white people come do these, commit these kinds of crimes and whatnot. Does it take away from the message that he didn't have maybe a white person doing it, or would that have been too controversial? Good question. Please answer that, Madison. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if that would be too controversial, or if that would just be more straightforward instead of kind of doing all these hidden messages and hoping that people catch on. Right. Like, and I feel like that's kind of what people do when they incorporate it into their art. Like, if it were, like, a news article, it'd be different. But, you know, he... This is his art form, so this is how he's portraying it. This is how he knows how to do it in a way that will capture people's attention because I think it did capture more attention because it was him. I also think, though, on that note, that he did it... I mean, if he would have been blatantly... That's not how racism works in America, really. Mm -hmm. They're not blatant with it. They'll, They'll be sneaky with it, and... You know, and act like it's not there when it's there, and you have to actually look for it to see it sometimes. So, you know, it could have been that the reason why he did it. I don't know. Juma, what you think? I still have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Juma only watched it one time. You're the only one in the room who watched it one time. Okay. I only watched it one time. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was, we was walking to the elevator to pick you up, and I'm telling. Telling D, like, bro, I got to watch that a few more times and I got to hear it. And because, you know, I the way I do music is totally different. I like to I like to dive into what people are saying. Yeah, it's really hard to hear yeah, what he's saying. And that's from me. I, I thought it was so I thought it was so creative that it was him because it left less room to be bashed or to be taken negative. 
if you throw a white person in there doing all of these right. bad True. acts, then you say, well, what about the black-on-black crime right. and all of this type of stuff? Yeah. You get right. But the fact that he was the center of attention the whole time from the dancing and all of that, and then it's such a contrast when he does something that's so, you know, unappealing to America, it's like, I thought that that was the art in it, for real, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. It was a complete contrast. You go from happy, jubilant, doing these Dances right, to, the facial expressions right. he I had, that that everything. Was, that made the, the, the video. I'm right. damn near finna call it a movie, so that showed how impactful it how, was. How long do you guys think it took for him to actually make that? That was probably like a I don't think it took him long at all. I don't either. I don't either. As an artist seeing that. No, 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 bro, you got to understand the choreography that went into that. All those kids doing the same exact thing at the same time. Everything going on in the background. You said that, a week? A, yeah. You said a week? week? That's yeah. not a lot of time, though. And That's when not. You say, and no, when no, you no, say all saying... those kids, I think it was only a, a group of six or seven yeah. kids. Yeah. Everything else was just commotion, walking across. Do- no, that's, but that's all choreography. That's no, all no, timing. For sure like, it is, but once again... Until but once again, I say that's like three days. That, yeah, I think it was three. I think it was three days to a week. Which, for the impact of it, neither one of those no numbers time. are long. No, yeah. it's not. No. Neither one. No, no. Yeah, but I think it was that easy. And I'm going to saying, be that great. I'm saying mm-hmm. a week with, with like at least sixteen hours a day. No. No. No, no. no way. The kids out for 16 hours a day? <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. Dude, man, this is 2018. <laughs> these people know how to use these cameras, man. Yeah, Think bro, about, it was a lot going on but from, all it, and from here to here, and everything is all going at but the same about time, it. bro. As Devon spoke on earlier, they in a big warehouse, bro. Yeah. You got one police car that you use for multiple we scenes. We can Google it. Man. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> we can Google it. You know, looking at the computer. No way. I don't think I'm going to find an answer for that. They probably can't. I'm going to look it up. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. But as an artist and knowing what a music video takes, I don't think it took that much. I think it was just powerful in how they used everything. You need a horse. You bro, need you know a police we, car and you need 50 they people. They probably recycled the dancing bro, kids for the kids the at the top. <laughs> yeah, even with the dancing, that's a simple, easy routine that probably took three days to a week yeah, to no, do. I don't think it took And it wasn't a lot of so kids. You think, you, so you're saying six hours a day. And six to eight hours a day practicing. Like a regular and job. I think he's had that, it yeah. done for a little while. I just think it was good timing to put it out when right it now. did. Partially because of Kanye West. Another part, Saturday Night Live is a huge platform, and they let him come on and host Saturday Night Live. So with that, he was able to kind of just, the timing just kind of fell in his lap as far as I'm concerned. Feel free for any one of y'all to speak on this, but I I disagree with that. And I want to know, do y'all think that he been having this on ice for a minute, or do you think that... I think, I think so. I mean, I think it was done and packaged and ready to go yeah. for a minute. And I mean, not like months, but at least... At least a little while, especially with the lineup with the Saturday Night Live and everything, and then the video came out. Because I woke up to the video, so I don't know what time of day he dropped it. Like, how did I miss it before I went to bed? You know what, what I'm saying? Think? No, I think, yeah, I agree with that. that. I mean, that she's that he's had it for a little while, but not that long, because it was pretty fresh. Like, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it was really fresh. fresh. Had it for two years, <laughs> no way. No, no. To the future. I, think, I think the fact that we just agreed how fast it was done, I think he haven't had this on ice that long. I think it's a good time. He's a creative genius or expert, and he was able to put it together. But for if, real. You, but if I mean, how how recent would that have to be? Because he had to be pretty busy rehearsing. 
That Saturday Star Night Trek. Live, did you watch Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Star Trek. It took a lot. You got to rehearse for that, too. That wasn't I think just it was a... shot in yeah. the past month. This been his focus. Like, yeah. he knew, like, you don't. Yeah, you he had the Saturday Night how, Live yeah. date already, oh, and really? then he was I like, "Okay, a month, a month, oh, yeah." A month. Which is yeah, which is a cool amount of time. But like I said, I think timing just kind of fell in his lap perfectly with him having all that he already had going on individually, and then you bring in the Kanye West thing. But I want to transition a little bit, and we're gonna talk about the NBA. Um, obviously, last week I think we were able to give our takes as far as the games were concerned because. The two Eastern Conference teams were up 3-0 at the time, so we knew that the Sixers weren't going to come back and beat Boston. We knew that the Raptors weren't going to come back and beat the Cavs, so we kind of gave our predictions on the Eastern Conference. I think everybody knew what was going to happen on the West as well as far as the Warriors and the Rockets. Right. In my opinion, they've been the two best teams all year. But just this week, um, today actually, the Raptors head coach Dwayne Casey was fired. He was let go. Now, mind you, just a couple days ago, he won the coach NBA of the Coach year. of the Year. Oh, wait. It was only a couple days apart? Yes. Oh, it's no. all happened this week. And he just won <laughs> series this week, yeah. too, to LeBron. They just Talk got swept this week. Talk about the worst week ever. Oh, well, I mean, you, it's almost a, you on your what high do I do? and then you on your low. Like, you get oh, the Coach gosh, of the Year. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know it was within a couple days. And within a couple days. This all happened this week. And then even you got to think about it when you talk high lows. Just a couple weeks before that, he was the number one team in the Eastern Conference before the playoffs True. started. Big facts. So he was really on a high then, already being the leading <laughs> candidate for, you know, probably winning the Coach of the Year award, which he ended up winning. But the last thing he foresaw was him getting fired. Roller coaster. Ride. I don't think so. I think he knew that was coming. No. A lot of people knew no. that was coming, bro. You can kind of feel when you're about to get a. fired. Smith said it after after they lost that series. He said. He looked right in the camera and said, honestly, I do not believe um, Dwayne Casey should get fired, should lose his job for this. That being said, boom, boom, boom. Spit gave that. his spiel. I but, saw that. So everybody knew. It, it, it's a player's league, not a coach's league anymore, bro. So once you start losing, and, like, I was watching uh, Stephen A. today, and he said, bro, they lost to, to, to LeBron three years in a row. It's not like they lost to Philly, Boston, and um, the Bucks three right. years in a row. They lost to a guy that's like Michael Jordan, whether it be Patrick Ewing losing to Michael Jordan, can't get past the hump. But my Reggie thing Miller is, can't but, get past the but hump. But my thing he is with kept that, job. if you're going to say that Agreed, it's a player's Jordan. league, then why not get rid of the players instead of Dwayne Casey? Because, I mean, I do understand, you know, you, you signed Lowry to that big contract. Um, DeRozan is definitely a star in this league, but... Getting swept, I don't 100% know if that's necessarily losing to them three times, three years in a row the way they did. Maybe it is more of a personnel issue than it is a coaching issue. And also, to his credit, LeBron's been in the finals the last seven years. Now, well, he's not going eight because, as I already told y'all, Boston is going to seal the deal. Did we got Boston? Huh? Yeah, right now. Yeah. I'm going to put that in the atmosphere now. I do think Boston is going to seal the deal, but that's another discussion for another day. But as far as him being fired, losing to LeBron, I would think would be kind of the best excuse you have to lose your job because nobody's beaten LeBron in the last seven years in that conference. They just happen to be consecutive, but nobody's been able to do it. You seen the comparison where it showed uh, Lowry and uh, DeRozan, DeRozan. Versus, versus LeBron? I think you posted it, matter of right. fact. Okay, right. so 
LeBron literally competed at the same or a higher level as not one star, but no, 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 no. two stars. All stars. Right. The right. person I, I wasn't going to say superstar no, just because I would leave the controversial. All stars. So two all stars. That is a player issue. Personnel. That's a right. that's a personnel issue, period. They had a phenomenal record in the regular season. And I mean, they, play, I think they, they made had, it to the playoffs. They had the tools around them to to what we what we feel like and what you called before, Devon, saying that they was gonna beat Cleveland, I believe, yeah, didn't you? For sure. And so Oh yeah, you was wrong too. Or, or give yeah, them a tough time sure. at least. I don't want to misquote yeah, you, but right. Right. yeah, I knew I did not think that it would be a, a, a sweep. A, a sweep. I didn't think it'd be a sweep either. A sweep I didn't see. But, but uh, the thing is, <laughs> when they lost the first two games by like what was it, one or something like that, two points or something like that, it was a close game, they lost. Then psychologically, they start thinking like, "Okay, here we oh, that's go." That's when it was a wrap. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And they lost. You them start at home. thinking right at home. You start thinking, "Here we go again." Then you get back to to Cleveland, bro, and you can't pick it and, back and up. And doesn't right. this speak volumes on how impactful the playoffs is outside of, you know, obviously the competition? It's like Dwayne Casey won Coach of the Year. And Brad Stevens got no votes from his None. peers. Yeah. Zero. But Best coach the way the that he's been. Making things happen in the playoffs is unbelievable to people now. They like he got no votes, and it's right. like he literally was right there, neck and neck, for to be honest, to, no. to right. take this Boston Celtics team. I where honestly they at think right he now. should be coach of the year just simply because first game of the year, Gordon Hayward goes down. Right, they rally to a 16 game winning streak. Then they uh, did. You know, what Kyrie, saying? Kyrie goes down right before the playoffs. Now they in the West Eastern Conference Final. Yeah, you know what I'm saying going they, and they ended to win it too. But I want y'all to put yourselves in. I guess you could put yourself in Dwayne Casey's shoes because let's not forget, although he got fired today, he did win the most prestigious award that you can win as an NBA coach, an individual award. Obviously, everybody wants rings. You know that's that's the name of the game is to get rings. But he still won Coach of the Year. Now he also had one more year left on his contract. So I guess my question kind of would be for y'all, would you rather win that award? And I don't want to say know that you're going to be fired because I don't know if he necessarily knew that he was going to be fired. But win that award and kind of be up in the air about what's going on in the future or be able to coach that one more year, not 10 more years going forward, but you know for sure you have that one more year left on that contract. But you just accomplished the biggest thing you could possibly accomplish accomplish as an NBA coach outside of winning championships. I'll let one of y'all answer that. What y'all think? I'm going to just take the award and go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's I agree. Yeah. I'm going to just take the award and go. I mean, you know, especially if you know things are wishy-washy, why would you want to stick around to feel weird and stuff? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It would just be an uncomfortable situation. Yeah, you want to I feel would like think. everybody's like behind you 100. Yeah, you don't want to be worrying about things all the time. All the time, and who's talking you about you? Mm-hmm. Like this now, should be this should still be a fun job. So looking yeah. in the mirror, looking in the mirror, you are that coach that won. Yeah, coach of the year. You know you just got swept. You know the other guy didn't get not one single vote. How do you feel about yourself winning? Coach of the year. Do well, you first feel like of all, you co- really deserve co- it? Coach of the year, and you is, just got swept. Well, coach of the year is, is still it's a regular is, season award, and they was, did have the best record in the Eastern Conference in the regular season. So if we're going purely off of that, I think it's cool. But what I will say is I understand where y'all are coming from with the whole take the award and go approach. 
if I weren't a black coach in the NBA. When it comes to black coaches in the NBA, if you think about, just think about the greatest <laughs> of all time discussions when we talk about coaches. What black coach do you hear in that conversation? You'll hear him. You'll hear hear. You will hear hear. Let it out. Let it out. Yeah, yeah. We've been. Yeah. I cannot talk. Oh my God. We got it. Verbal. Yeah. 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 That's that new childish Gambino. Y'all know about that yet. <laughs> anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. They'll, talk, they'll say his name. <laughs> I'm going to rewrote. Oh, my God. Well, so I, I would say to help <laughs> you a bit, as far as coaches is concerned, you're going to hear the Phil Jacksons. You're going right. to hear the Greg Popovich of the world. You're going to hear the Red Auerbachs. No Mark Jackson? No, no. Mark, but you should. You should. You should. And, you should. Even, you and should. even if we want to go even further, Doc Rivers has a championship. Doc Rivers, yeah. You're not but going they to hear his conversation. You're not going to hear him in the conversation of being the greatest of all time. Right. So if I'm an African-American coach in that league, sure, I want to win the award. Sure, I want to, you know, receive accolades for the work that I put in pretty much all my life to get it to get to this point. But now, for me, it's also about impact. I would rather take that extra year because – after being yeah, let go, that's your last year, I don't know. That might what be you, my last chance being let go. I, I'm going I'm to I'm intercede with what you're saying, and I'm going to say I rather I agree with Mosh, was it? Mm-hmm. I agree with you that take the award and go because at the end of the day, I already had three tries at this. I already had my chances literally back-to-back almost. You feel me? So mm-hmm. it's like I would take it, and I personally – don't look at Dwayne Casey as one of the all-time best coaches anyway. But but, so. but even but even beside that, I got a text from Chef Kenny earlier this week when Casey actually won the award because last week we talked a lot about Brad Stevens. And Chef Kenny texted me and he was like, oh, we never even talked about Dwayne Casey. The day that Dwayne Casey won the award, he's like, not near one of us mentioned Dwayne Casey. Sub, and it might have been a subconscious thing. But when it comes to when it comes to black coaches, for all four of us at the time to be black and not even think of Dwayne Casey about winning the award, I, I because, disagree because, because we talked about it on this. Maybe not on the well, podcast. I'm talking but about on the podcast. It, yeah, I don't care we, about we knew that Dwayne Casey was in the. We knew that it was neck and neck with Brad Stevens and Dwayne but, Casey. But we didn't mention him last week. That's all right. I'm getting at is that we didn't even mention him. And like I said, it could have been a subconscious thing, regardless of what we knew. When we talked into this microphone, not one of us said it. So I have a question. Go ahead. Did he? Um, so, may do? You, did you ever think that maybe they gave him the? Is there any other black coaches that have won this award? There are other black okay. coaches that have won this award, and even those <laughs> coaches, I think, are more criticized than they are celebrated. Mike Brown has won the award before. Trash. <laughs> trash. Well, I mean, I just, we, we look, his his legacy is, is trash. I was coach. asking because well, I was thinking, well, like, maybe they gave maybe it, they to gave him it to him to knowing that they were going to fire him. Well, no, it, well the other it's coaches a, in the league voted. Right. So it wasn't a situation where it was the Raptors organization oh, that gave I him see. coach of the yeah, year. This it the was whole, the rest of the league that okay. gave him. Byron Scott, another one who's won the oh, award, African-American. Trash but as you, a coach. But you really but, don't look at them as all-time great no. coaches. But that's the point that I'm getting at. That, but right. they, they've also won the most prestigious. Doc, Doc, Doc Rivers, Rivers will be the only one. But after what happened in, in, in L.A., he did not achieve what he was supposed to achieve with Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Jordan there. 
So, but just because you win it one with. time or have one good season, I get don't that. make you know what I mean. I get that's that, just like people go to the All Stars one year. That don't mean you're a Hall of Famer. No, like, I, I, I understand that. I understand that wholeheartedly. But what I'm just saying is subconsciously, even as I thought about this happening, who's a great black coach? I mean, you have Lenny Wilkins, Bill Russell. He's he gets a lot of his credit for what he did as a player, but he was actually a good coach as well after he played. But I can't sit here and name one prestigious African-American coach in the NBA ever, whether they won an award, whether they won a championship. When I talk about the greatest coaches of all time in a majority black league, and I'm not just trying to pull a race car just for the sake of pulling a race car, but this is really a thought that I had is like, Damn, who is it? So White I have a question. I have another better. question. Then. So, <laughs> what, so what? So and that's, and that's, and that's cool added. too. So that's the, cool too. But I'm just saying, subconsciously, it was something to think about. So with the ones that have one that are great, that you, the ones that you consider great. What makes them great to you? They like, why is it because they won championships? Is it because like just their yeah, team I, reigns I think supreme? Championships comes first, as I mentioned. Um, records, I think, matter a lot. Wins and losses. When because of at other coaches is voting, like they could be going off of emotion. Like, ain't no telling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just that I don't think Dwayne Casey was looked at as and a, a great coach. Any like, yeah, not as, you know what I mean? And they had a good season. And I'm also so. not trying to say that those other people or whoever the decisions maker, the decision makers were got rid of him because of race. That's not what I'm getting right, at. Right. I don't like I'm the comparison, saying, to be honest. I'm just because saying subconsciously, I thought about when I saw that he got let go, and there's only been two coaches that this has happened to where they've won Coach of the Year and got fired in the same year, and it was him and it was George Carl. Carl, who was probably the most hated coach amongst players, one of the most hated coaches amongst well, players he ever. Him, he put himself in that position. Yeah, and that's what I'm – but that's the point I'm getting you at. You would if have to be able to tell me – that I would expect that. You would have to be able to tell me a black coach that got snubbed for me to think that this is even a good but, but conversation. But all, you get all what I'm saying? saying is – but all I'm at – I'm just bringing it about why – don't we have great black coaches? Is it just because white coaches are better? Assistants. Or is it because, like, <laughs> that's a different we question have it, than we what have, we have, No, it's not a first. different question because that's ultimately what I was getting at as far as Dwayne Casey is concerned. And I said that it made me think about the Mike Browns of the world and it made me think about the Byron Scotts of the world and the perception that they have as coaches, Doc Rivers as well, and the perception that they have as coaches. Is there kind of a ceiling for them? Or is there a ceiling that may that may possibly be broken in the future? But is there Tyron Lue's got him a championship now? He's He'll been to three be or four. He'll never as a great coach. But my, that's regardless what I, that's of why, I don't like the regardless, conversation. Regardless <laughs> of reasoning, I'm not regardless of reasoning. I'm just saying in general, I can't tell you a black coach that I would say might be in the conversation of being top five, maybe even top ten. No, not at all. I can't think of one. So it just makes me wonder, is there a ceiling there? I'm not saying that anything was race-based. I'm not saying he lost his job because of his race. I don't think there's a ceiling. I think that's just talent and then whoever they are. I I think it's just talent and whoever their team is. And a lot of times the black coaches, they don't get the prestigious teams to coach for. They don't get the Lakers and they don't get the... You know, the teams I like mean, that. I mean, black coaches have had prestigious players in teams. I, I just, like I said, it's le- when we think of great coaches, we think of legacy. Yeah. You For feel sure. me? The and whole it's like, team I can't, has had a dynasty When the Raptors lose three times to the same man, you can't 
call that a, a good legacy. You get right. what I'm saying? Phil Jackson, we know, had a legacy regardless of And I who, think it's different than you know a legacy for even, him. It's the fact even, that he got fired. <laughs> More so than a but legacy. But once again, once well, again, it's still legacy, justified. That's embarrassing. But, but, but once again, it's still like, justified oh, yeah, to a certain shit, extent when you got, you got three chances at the same <laughs> person. It's time to make We don't have to agree with whether it's the coaches or the players, but... At the same time, it's a little more justified. You're 0 for 3 versus beating this dude. So real, real yeah. quick, real quick. Um, Houston. Yeah. What's the, I can't remember. D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni. Is he a better coach than Doc Rivers? Mm. No. So why isn't his name, why isn't Doc's name above Mike D'Antoni? Because Doc too been too Doc has a controversial. Ring. Doc, Doc has a, but that's Doc, all I'm saying. Doc, Doc been too damn controversial though. Doc is a great coach. Doc, Doc is a great coach. <laughs> Doc is still a real black man out there. Everybody knows that Mike D'Antoni, his system. Once you get to them pressure pressure situations, he's choked he every doesn't time. Pay attention. But to once detail. again, I don't think Doc been snubbed. Like he gets his credit as a great coach. But he's not, but what we're saying is, Mike D'Antoni is still a bigger a, name. Than Doc Rivers no, when it comes to coaching. No. I yes, wouldn't say he's he, a bigger he, name. No, he, he, I, 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 I would say no Doc. I wouldn't. No. And the reason why he I would gets, say they know Doc gets, is because Doc gets, did coach the Celtics he, and he's in LA. And Brad Doc's got a son and things of that sort. He played and whatnot. But what I'm saying is, right, what I get what you're saying. You're saying right now, today, people would say that Mike D'Antoni is a better coach than Doc Rivers, maybe? Is that what the, you're getting at? No, no, no. He's, Mike D'Antoni is up there as far as when it comes to top, what is it, top, top 10, 10 coaches? Top 10 coaches, yeah. Top tier coaches in the league, yeah, right for sure. But he ain't and Doc's not there. Doc, yes, Doc is there. Where's Doc on Doc the list? Is there? He's, a, he's ahead of Dan. <laughs> Where's Doc I mean, on the list? I, yeah, we didn't I, make this up. Who is the best coaches of all time? But I think, like I've heard Doc reference plenty times as a, you know, a Hall of Fame type caliber coach. Like he's a he's a great coach. You feel me? But I don't I'm think saying he's getting when, snubbed. When, when, when commentators talk about Mike D'Antoni, they talk about him as far as being one of the greatest coaches of all time. I don't hear it that much. I don't I hear, hear that. that a lot. I, I hear it just as much from, as I've from, heard Doc, if not Doc Moore, to be honest. Oh, I haven't heard genius. Doc. I haven't heard of Doc. I don't yeah. know what Doc specializes right. in, I per heard, se. I, where Mike I do hear as far as D'Antoni. Well, yeah, because but I'm saying I do. Basically what he's saying, you know, kind of the public perception, D'Antoni is known as a genius offensively. He's known as one of the best coaches ever when it comes to the offense that he implemented into the NBA. We see a lot of this run-and-gun, fast-paced stuff, but D'Antoni did have a lot to do with that when he had Nash, and Nash won those two back-to-back MVPs Mm -hmm. on the Phoenix Suns. That was kind of a style of play that got adopted. And even if you look deeper into it, Steve Nash is now an assistant coach or like a, a a trainer for the Golden State Warriors. So right. he's training Steph Curry. He's training Kevin Durant. And he came from that running Mike gun. D'Antoni yeah. running gun trait. You know what right. I mean? So, but as far as Doc is concerned, is he a what is he is he a great coach? And if he's not a great coach, is he great at anything as a coach as D'Antoni would be considered a great offensive coach? Isn't he a defensive specialist? More so? I, I guess you you could say defensive specialist. You but like he said, I think the con- the controversy around Doc Rivers also kind of takes away from what he is as a basketball coach. But I don't know. Like I said, I, it just made me think, like, is there a ceiling? Because the dude got flat out fired. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like I said, and I'm not – and like I said, I look deeper into the history like, well, man, do we have any prestigious black coaches? I don't think there was any kind of racial intent as far as why he did or didn't lose his job. But 
it just made me think about that because I'm like, wow, we really don't have any. It was prestigious- because he's black. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, how, that's where you want to go. That's where you want to go. But I'm I want to segue into this. And ladies, I need y'all to weigh in on this heavy because there's a situation with Spotify <clears throat> where they are no longer promoting um, the music of R. Kelly and the music of XXX Tentacion because of hateful conduct. What kind of name is that? Who is, yeah. who is that? Every time you say it, I crack up. XXX Tentacion. Yeah, but but basically, because of hateful conduct, and we all know that a lot of that has to do with the crimes that have been committed against women. Um, it's been put out there that Spotify is kind of a supporter of the Me Too movement as well. So, with that being said, for me, first off, I'm not an expert on, you know, sexual misconduct per se. Um, I would hope I've actually, not. <laughs> no, 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 for sure I'm not. But I actually have had one here on the podcast. Her name was Jessica Luther. Y'all go back and listen to that episode because it was a real good one. She had a New York Times bestselling book uh, about rape and college sports, college football. But we definitely touched on that topic. But since I have two ladies here right now, <laughs> I'm capitalizing. <laughs> What are y'all, you all's feelings for? I don't want to maybe for Spotify or just in general, in general, about what's going on and artists now getting their music stripped from this platform or not being promoted by this platform because of the hateful crimes that they've committed. Or some of them are still going through, like R. Kelly, he still got a case going mm-hmm. on. Uh, I think XXX Tentacion is the same way, but. With the cases that they've had that what has to do, do with women. Yeah, for real. Um, I, I want to say it was domestic. Okay. I want to say it was domestic. Um, but even still, right. the fact that the reasoning is their music is getting taken down because of crimes because or of alleged their own... crimes that they've committed against women. How right. do you all feel about Spotify doing this? And is this a tricky game for Spotify to be playing as well? I mean... Oh, do you want to... No, I mean, go ahead. I Well, I just feel like, I mean, people rap about killing people all the time like people rappers artists have come from jail for committing crimes yeah so it's kind of a lot of them get famous off that exactly but it's like it's like it's just hard to be like support that and support people dying in general and like rapping about that and gang violence and all those things and supporting that and that being okay but sexual assault is like sexual assault you can live through and i'm not diminishing it because I'm, I've been through sexual assault, so mm-hmm. I'm not diminishing it at all. But I'm saying it's something you can live through, and so I'm not diminishing it. But at the same time, we support artists and rappers who have committed crimes, who have been known for being involved in gang shootings. Why is that life any less valuable just because of the feminist movement? And right. that's where I get stuck because I am a woman, and I have been through those things no i totally I, to, I think you know I, that's a very good point because um i didn't even think of it in that manner i think i mean first of all spotify is a huge corporation so they have all kinds of eyes on them i'm sure and so for them to make this type of decision is extremely huge um i would think but i think i'm um, taken to your point i there it really is no difference in between the violent music versus the sexual assault music and then so if you're going to implement this type of rule, Spotify, then you should type of then you should do it for everything. I mean, say it was um, back in the early '90s or whatever when who was it? The Bushes wanted to pull all the rap music off the shelves. Like it's the same type thing, 
um, where we had to fight for that to be able to for our music to be played and stuff. So, I mean, granted, what they did was nasty. Um, and I, yeah, and I grew up and I grew up on R. Kelly. So for me to erase him as a, um, a musical genius, I can't do that either. Yeah, so I can't right. just be like, oh, he was never great or whatever. I mean, he's just a sick individual. Um, can you still listen to him? Because I mean, and, I, yes. and, and well, honestly, yeah. I can still listen to him. Even growing up on it, I was still bumping. I was still bumping. But what I'm getting at is, what I'm getting at is, the 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 music is off. The, we all know right. how great R. Kelly is music musically, but what I'm saying is consciously, does the music overpower the actuality or the severity of what it is that he's doing? When you hear his music, <laughs> well, do you just go straight to vibing, music, or do you well, think about? Because I, I mean, I, when, when a lot comes, of people, yeah. do you go straight to vibing, or does a thought? I mean, that's like we still we still fans of Chris Brown up in here, Absolutely. right? You know music what I'm is a it's, feeling and a vibe, and it, and it escapes the reality. Yeah, of Yeah, and it takes yeah. you somewhere you do, you don't yeah. associate it. I mean, for me personally, I don't necessarily associate it to that person. That's a human being who does mistakes and does whatever yeah. and does freaky nasty shit behind closed doors. The bitch, if the bitch likes to be peed on, I mean, we we honestly, we honestly should. I mean, what the bad part about it is she was underage. But if right. she was a grown woman and wants to be peed on, that is none of our business. But she and, was and underage, so but now that's it's our business. Saying, that's what I'm saying. But can so, I say he he wasn't like rapping or talking about, about it either? Things. Like yeah, these right. were all things, you know, his dirty little secret, his other exactly. Life. That's not the image we have of him. And while yes, that's awful, never to do those pe- like those things to people. But at the same time, like he wasn't out there promoting it because it got found out, and because now there's right. court and there's police action. And he should be it. punished for exactly. those those things. Yes, right. but yeah. he shouldn't I'll, be punished more yeah, in more than one way. Before that came out, but before that came out, didn't he marry a 15 year old girl? By the name of um, please tell me no because I'll walk up out of here. But you know what though? <laughs> but, but you know what though? The, uh, the other adults around them, if that was the case, knew all that. So you have to call people out on what they are. He was a predator. Yeah. He still is a predator, and he needs to be treated as a predator. And I but that does not that mean that he's not he a great musical her, right? genius. Say it again. He was trying to marry um, Aaliyah. Aaliyah, right? Or did he marry her? Which what, what was it? We still don't know that. Yeah, but but I mean, but I do think it was. We wouldn't knew that. I do think it was a good. I do think that was a good point that you made, pretty much about enablers, and just at least the consciousness of enablers, because I think that's also something that doesn't get talked about. I mean, that should have been nipped in the bud a long time ago. I agree, hundred percent, and I think that that's a good message, kind of, to be pushed and sent out there and for people to hear, because we do focus on either the crime or the music. Or whatever the actual event that is happening. But what about the people but that the saw it going on scenes, that didn't exactly. say anything? I, that didn't help that little girl. That right. didn't shouldn't know she shouldn't have been hanging out with that grown ass man. Yeah, like so, y'all see that so going Baller down. So alert posted on Instagram the other day, and I hate saying this dude's name, so I'm gonna do the best I can. But it says XXX Tentacion's team releases a statement to Joe. Coscarelli of the New York Times about Spotify's recent removal of his music. I'm not going to name every person in this list, but some of the ones that stand out to me, I will. And um, it basically reads, Hey, Joe, I don't have a comment, just a question. Will Spotify remove all the artists listed below from playlists? Some of the artists, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Sexual Assault, Backstreet Boys, Nick Carter, Sexual Assault, um, Michael Jackson, sexual abuse of a minor. 6 9 sexual misconduct with a minor. 
Nelly, sexual assault. Miguel, sexual misconduct. Trey Songs, domestic violence. And I'm going to stop right mm-hmm. there. But I think I mean, that, that's a valid point. And I do, I agree with that. that I think that it is a valid point. point. And by Spotify doing this, they left a lot of room for controversy. And going back to what Madison said, you can't downplay one crime or, you know, one act of breaking the law and support another one. Right. So I think they left too much. Room and they're a corporation. For, to that's be able not to make their, some kind of decision I mean, like that. If you that. play yeah, music, you play music. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You're not supposed now, to be right. picking and choosing. I mean, you play music. That do your job. Now, now, I will, I will, I will. You know, while it sounds like we're over here kind of bashing Spotify, what they did <laughs> for what they did. I'm going to be the one to sit here and say that I do commend them for trying. Oh, that, because no, that's huge. Serious, that's huge on their how, part. Now, like I said, when I, when I like first kind of. You know, when we first segue into this topic, I did I did ask, like, is it tricky? Because I do think business-wise it's very tricky for reasons why you just read. But I also believe that even with that being a valid point, you the message that something. Spotify is sending is 10, 20, 30, 1,000 times more important, regardless if they can be criticized for it, regardless of it just, if it just doesn't work for them. The fact that they tried... I respect that more Absolutely. than anything. Well, yeah, and and to think about it, there's so many causes in the world. You can't stand behind every cause. Yeah. So to segue back to what we said earlier, like, good for them for picking a topic right. to stand up for. And like we talked about earlier, a topic that is important. It's not just about, you know, the black men, but it's also about things like this when women and, like, to touch on more issues than just one because there are so many issues in America, like... You know, you can't stand behind everything. Yeah, Otherwise, right. you'd be trying right. to fight a yeah. thousand battles. Wouldn't you know? be no platform. Exactly, exactly. So, I respect that. So, yeah, commending them for taking a stand behind one issue. They should have kept their uh, opinions to themselves and just played the music. <laughs> <laughs> Play the music. Play yeah, the music. That's, that's a tough decision to make. I mean, because they could definitely lose stock. They can right. lose people. Yeah. Start yeah. Them, start pulling out their money like from I said, them. Ultimately, like I said, business-wise, I think it's yeah, tricky. It's a sticky right. situation. But what's more important? I mean, they, Whoever's they, losing what's the, what's Spotify the, what's, is what is uh, your parents always say? If you stand for nothing, you fall for anything. Yeah, so. so they're standing for something. Standing even for if something. they're losing stocks, even if they're losing business, even if they open themselves up for criticism, I think, I think really in all activism, whatever you stand for, you, you have to risk. deal with that kind of risk and mm-hmm. taking that kind of risk and that kind of backlash. So for me, while I do understand that it's tricky business-wise, and I can't sit here 100% and say, oh, I would have did the same thing. I will say I'd rather commend Spotify more so than bash, than bash them for well, no. reasons you, known and do unknown. Do you think that Spotify might have been getting, um, like, they may have did it for other reasons because now they might get a was, bunch of other people well, with the Me say, Too movement right. and exactly. things like that. It's it's too, that's going to come their way. music is taking over. You know, they're kind of bringing the spotlight, bringing their name out Back there. Back on. That too. So, you know, because I, I, mean, I personally don't know. So if it's doing it that better. Yeah, there it is. might get more fans and supporters off uh-huh. of it than opposers. Because right. it is Probably a big movement. Mm-hmm. And, and for us to say that oh, the I'm movement is Oh, I'm all for the Me Too movement. Working. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, and like I said, I think we all agree on that. But I just, like I said, I think a lot more people are kind of stuck on the business aspect of things. Well, for me, I'm proud of the, what they stood up for because at the end of the day, what they stood up for was right. right. If we're Absolutely. talking right and wrong. That's true. Now, if we're talking business and money and all that, 
I think that can kind of get in the way of, you know, the discussion that's and at emotions, hand. And that's emotions. Because that's what she's talking yeah. about. Like, it's still the music. I'm going to listen to my R. Kelly. <laughs> right. so yeah. I don't really listen to R. Kelly all like that. Right. But if I it happens to oh, come yeah. on, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, oh, I'm not going to go get my CD, y'all. Okay. Yeah, sure, but but this also is why we're here talking about it and discussing it. Because... The people that may or may not really know how to feel about it, you come oh, check no. us out and, and we'll to, give you all kind of perspectives. All the perspectives all, exactly. and really dig into yeah. those, like have those different opinions. Absolutely. Yeah, it's sure. good. It, it opens your perspective to other things and that's, you'll look at things differently. For sure. Win, win. That's waking up and that's winning. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but, but yeah, but Masha Madison, thank y'all so thank much you for coming for through. Thank you for having us. Indeed, yeah. So I mean, much fun. Yeah, all right. <laughs> we got chemistry. Uh, 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 yeah, we new, new singing group. Y'all better look out for our duo coming out very soon, okay? okay? Yeah, well, 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 <laughs> and matter of fact, y'all can actually go ahead and pub yourself. Y'all oh, social absolutely. media and everything. You can find me on Instagram, Miss Mosh Hicks, Twitter, Miss Mosh Hicks. Uh, I do have a website coming up called Miss Mosh Hicks on okay. Wix. Wix <laughs> dot backslash Miss Mosh Hicks. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Say that three times fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's got blubber mouth tonight. Um, be on the lookout for my YouTube channel called In the Mix. You can catch me around the city being in the mix, checking you out. Um, you know, DM me if you want me to come cover your event, host an event, for interview sure. someone for you. I'm available for all of those things. Check me out. That's how you plug yourself. Hello. Hello. That's what it's yeah. there, well, folks. I'm going to just be over here and keep it simple because I'm really only following Instagram. <laughs> so, MM Castellanos. Y'all probably won't be able to spell it anyways, but it's Well, fine. spell it, spell it out. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, we, we, we sending them to you, baby. Take right. them. Sending them to you. All right. MM C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-O-S. So, that's MM Castellanos. Um, yeah. I'm in beauty school. Y'all need your hair done. I'm your girl. Oh, yeah, we she got it. Oh, you got it. We are here. Full body waxing, so whatever y'all okay. I just got to plug, y'all. And that's how you plug yourself. <laughs> yeah. My name is D-Boy LTD. You know, I'm here every week. Um, I actually just recently dropped a single last week called Tequila and Hennessy, so make sure you check that out. Ooh, that it's like on all streaming platforms, Apple Music, Spotify. Hey. <laughs> and everywhere else you could think of, Pandora, uh, Amazon Music, the whole nine, and... Next week on Wednesday, I'll be dropping another official single called Paragon, which you've heard on Jammin 1075 before and featuring Simba. So make sure you check that out. D Boy LTD, and that's with an I, not a Y. What up, Juma Black? Just dropped a single, uh, Baka and Rum. Okay, no. say it again. <laughs> And as you all know, I'm Devon Pouncey. Follow me, Pounce underscore station. Also, I did have an article come out in Street Roots a few weeks back. And uh, Street Roots, actually, in that first week, of the article being released, they sold out all 10,000 print copies. So I thought that was pretty dope. But for the people who won't ever be able to get a print copy because they're all gone, you can go to streetroots.org and you go to the newspaper section and you can find it. I did a Q&A with Etan Thomas about athlete and active, athletes and activism and a new book that he has out uh, called We Matter. So, yeah, y'all go ahead and check that out. 
Make sure you subscribe here, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever your preference is. We're here for you, and I believe everybody the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke and, and go, go win. win. Bye, y'all. <laughs>